0: Welcome to that hockey show, broadcasting live from Arugas Grill House and Sports Bar in Rockville Center, New York, where the game is always on. It's time for Wednesday night hockey. So let's drop the puck with your host, Paul Cuthbert. And good evening,
1: everybody, and welcome to that hockey show live from Arugas here in downtown Rockville Center, New York. Every Wednesday night here at Arugas, it is hockey night. And we always feature the Wednesday night NHL on NBC games. Tonight we got a doubleheader as the Sharks will be uh, heading into Chicago. Got my Blackhawks jer- jersey on here tonight. And then a little later on, a big game for the New York Rangers as they head into the Rocky Mountains to play the very young and also very talented Colorado Avalanche. Kind of about on the show tonight, I've got two calling guests. We're going to go from uh, the East Coast here, a good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Wassel. From New Jersey, he's the uh, host of Hockey Fantasy X, and he's also a writer for Dobber Prospects. And we'll talk some fantasy hockey here at the end of the year, and uh, how that goes into the NHL playoffs here, as we're winding down the last three to four weeks of the regular season. A little later on, we'll have Steve Palumbo, who, funny enough, is also originally a a New Jersey native, but now resides in California, just outside of L.A., and uh, close to the Anaheim uh, Ducks, where they play at the Honda Civic Center, and we'll be talking some West Coast hockey with Steve as we run down the uh, the Western Conference, the favorites out there, starting with St. Louis. The rundown, things have kind of changed a little bit over the last few years as far as the Western Conference is concerned, in terms of who's in charge: uh, the Kings and the Preds, and uh, the Blackhawks themselves too have all kind of dropped down a little bit. The struggles after. Some big years and some big cup years. So, um, some new guys in charge out there. It starts with St. Louis. Vegas is in the mix right now. Um, and Colorado, too, is making a push too. So, be interesting to see what happens. So, Chris Wass will be up here around seven fifteen, seven twenty. We'll get things going, and then Stevie will be on the other side, uh, a little closer to twenty five to eight. Once again, we do this uh, every other week. Uh, every Wednesday, actually, we are doing a hockey night here. Rugas has been absolutely fantastic in terms of uh, supporting uh, this show, that hockey show. And obviously, uh, it's a great night here for hockey fans. You come on down to some great specials right off the bat. If you wear a hockey jersey, you get half-price drinks the whole night. And you get $5 apps as a custom hockey menu here. Uh, and again, this is our third week. Uh, the timing's pretty good as the, uh, the next Three or four weeks here will be the last few weeks of the season before the uh, the final night on April 1st and then the playoffs start. And as far as locally here, it should be a lot of fun. And uh, we hope to have some um, some news here coming up for as far as this show is concerned. Where instead of doing every other Wednesday night, it looks like we're going to come back here every Wednesday for the next few weeks. And there's a good chance I might have a, uh, a steady buddy up here co-hosting the show with me. And uh, we'll make that announcement uh, officially tomorrow Friday. So, good stuff. So, if you have a hockey team, if you play hockey, come on out here on Wednesday nights. Uh, you know, as far as Arugas is concerned, it's just a fantastic sports bar here. Uh, 50 widescreen TVs uh, for anybody who's listening for the first time. So, um, you got to check it out. And everybody that's in the city, uh, very friendly here. It's right next to the Rockwell Center train station. So, hop on down. Come on in. Uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, Arugas is also interested in sponsoring teams. So, if uh, you want, come down here with your teams. Get some sponsorships. Um, For the spring seasons that are coming up, doesn't matter what you're playing, deck, roller, ice, uh, everybody's welcome. And if you come down here with a party of uh, 10 or more, you get some custom specials. So um, this is just a beautiful place to come and watch a game. Uh, Great food, great staff, great service. And uh, again, um, very uh, easily located here in downtown Rockwell Center on uh, North Park Avenue here just north of Sunrise Highway. And again, right next to the Rockwell Center train station. So here we go. Um, like I said, a lot of fun stuff. This is a great time to be a hockey fan. If, you, if you're, um, you know, just uh, up and down uh, the league, as far as where your team sits. Obviously, there's quite a few teams that are not going to make the playoffs. But with the new wild card system they put in place here, the last I don't know six, seven, eight, ten years. I'm not sure exactly how many years it's been, but uh, it makes it interesting. And if there's one team that's uh, benefiting from that locally, it's the New York Rangers who, uh, with a young team and a uh, stacked goaltending trio and a bunch of young kids, a couple of big stars, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Temi Panarin, and they are running the gamut here, and they are making it very interesting as they have pulled within uh, three points of a playoff spot. If they win tonight, they can actually leapfrog the Islanders for the first time all season. The Islanders themselves have been struggling, losers of uh, seven, Obviously, some overtime ties in there, but uh, without a regulation win in seven games now. Uh, so they're struggling a little bit. Uh, the Islanders made some uh, pretty big impact earlier in the season here with the uh, the 20-game win streak. And they were up there, you know, one of the top elite teams. They still are. They're still a great team. They're a young team as well, too. Um, this is what uh, the story is with the NHL. It's an up-and-down season. It's a roller coaster ride. It's the hardest trophy to win. It's the hardest playoffs to get into. The talent across the league is just absolutely fantastic. It's a lot younger now. It's incredibly competitive. Uh, the powdery is just unbelievable. A lot of open ice, a lot of open skating. Uh, you got to be really good defensively. You goal you have to have a hot goaltender. There's no doubt about it. Obviously, with the uh, you know the new rules, the open ice, uh, the penalties, lack of or or whatever. But um, it's uh, it's just a great time. So tonight, like I said, if you're a Ranger fan, you're really excited, especially about uh, winning. The game against Dallas last night, and Capocacco broke out of his slump there and had two goals last night, which was huge. Uh, Adam Fox as well, a great young star for the Rangers' defense, popping a goal in there as well too. And uh, the guys are just looking really good. They get Sturkin back in the nets. So as far as goaltending, they're uh, locked and loaded. And Shesty looks really good, Uh, played a great game last night against Dallas. And I believe he's back in tonight going up against a very, uh, again, experienced... Uh, exciting young team with guys like McKinnon and Landeskog in Colorado. Um, Just going to be a really fun game tonight. So let's see what the Rangers can do here going forward. Uh, The Islanders, like I said last night, struggling. Just take a quick look at here at their upcoming uh, schedule here. Um, Overtime loss last night. Tough one to take for the Isles because they put 49 shots on Vancouver last night, gave them a really good run, and just came up short in the uh, shootout. And uh, there's not much you can do about it. But they'll eventually find their way. There's a little bit of room left here as far as, uh, you know, 13, 14 games left in the season here. Uh, every game now is just crucial. Uh, it's a buzzsaw type of year, buzzsaw type of games. Uh, is out west right now with uh, tough games coming up against Calgary and Edmonton. And then uh, Pittsburgh will be waiting for them as well, too, when they get back. Uh, Pittsburgh struggled there of late, losing six. And they're finding their way as well, too. So, And then Calgary and then their arch... And uh, Nemesis Toronto coming up next week, and then a game against the Devils. So as far as locally there, too, the Devils themselves find themselves down in eighth place there in the Metro, 13 points out of a playoff spot, not looking good for them this year. Uh, and we'll talk to Chris and Steve about, um, you know, what they've got to do to turn things around in New Jersey, making the playoffs there about two years ago, and, and um, you know, coach gets fired, uh, Subban comes in here, um, didn't really kind of take off, used the number one pick. And a lot of different things that they have to kind of straighten out. So a lot of talent. So as far as the Islanders and the Rangers are concerned, the future looks very bright. And I think the Devils can probably turn things around. And maybe they'll make another coaching change here going forward. Uh, but should be a lot of fun. But once again, we are here live from Arugas. We do this uh, every Wednesday night is Hockey Night. Again, great specials here. Come on down with your hockey jersey. Half price drinks, five dollar apps. Great stuff. A little later on, I'll tell you about the custom menu they have here too. And Arugas on the weekend is just a great place to come and hang out. they got live music. Some of the best bands here on Long Island perform here. So it's just a super place to come down. You get it all here down at Arugas. So once again, you are listening to that hockey show. We are live from Arugas in downtown Rockville Center in Nassau County, Long Island, New York. We'll take a quick break here. And on the other side, we will have Chris Wassel. And we'll talk some uh, NHL fantasy and some devil's hockey and get his take on the Metro Division and the playoff picture. Thanks so much. We'll be right back.
0: Arugas of Rockville Center. The best sports bar experience, period. Full kitchen, 44 taps, and every seat in the house has a great view of all your favorite sports in action on 50 widescreen TVs. Every UFC fight, all MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL games, NASCAR, and more. Arugas is home of the notoriously B.I.G. pretzel and serves all your favorite bar food, including award-winning free-range wings with 20 choices of sauce. In addition to great weeknight specials, Arugas presents Long Island's best bands on Fridays and Saturday nights for a -a one-of-a-kind live music experience. Arugas is a great place to host a party or have us cater it right at your own home. Can't make it out during the week? Arugas provides takeout and delivery arugas does it all and you can have it all located at 49 north village avenue in rockville center new york just steps away from the rockville center train station call us today at 516-744-9464 or visit arugas.com and click on our location arugas this is your turn Hey, Long Island and New York City hockey fans. Tune in to the all-new That Hockey Show on THSradio.com. Broadcasting live on select Wednesday nights from Aruga's Grill House and Sports Bar in Rockville Center, New York. Where the game is always on. Join your host, Paul Cuthbert, at 7 p.m. for a pregame show before the puck drops at 8 p.m. for the game of the week. Skate on down with your line mates for great prizes and giveaways, craft beers, full menu, and lots of hockey-themed specials. Go to THSradio.com for complete schedule and list of upcoming special guest hosts and featured interviews. That Hockey Show, Arugas, Wednesday nights. It's a natural hat trick. Every night is a great night at Aruga's Grill House and Sports Bar in Rockville Center, New York. Notorious B.I.G. pretzel, 44 taps, and 50 widescreen TVs. Come in early every Monday through Friday for happy hour and enjoy half-price drinks and wings 4 to 6 p.m. Wear your medical ID and get half-price taps and apps on medical Mondays. Tuesday night is poker night with half-price apps 6 p.m. to close. Kids also eat free on Mondays and Tuesdays with a purchase of an adult entree. Select Wednesdays, we host Paint Night, and you can sing your heart out on karaoke Thursdays. Party with the best Long Island bands every Friday and Saturday night, and then get half-price apps and drinks on our Sunday industry nights starting at 8 p.m. Arugas does it all, and you can have it all. Located at 49 North Village Avenue in Rockville Center, New York. Just steps away from the Rockville Center train station. Call us today at 516-744-9464 or visit arugas.com and click on our location. Arugas, this is your turf. That hockey show is always live and archived at THSradio.com follow us on instagram and twitter at that hockey show like us on facebook at ths radio now don't just glide through the neutral zone on a back check you slacker get the game that hockey show with paul cuthbert skates on right now all right we're back
1: always a uh never goes easy. But anyway, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That Hockey Show live from Arugas. Hey, Chris, are you, do I have you now, buddy?
2: You have me loud and clear.
1: All right, buddy. Great to hear your voice, man. Thanks so much for being patient. Say, buddy, um, why don't you um, let everybody know what you're doing these days with hockey and, and maybe tell everybody about um, Hockey Fantasy X and what you're doing at uh, Dauber Prospects.
2: Uh, we're always having a little bit of fun here on, on uh, the uh, Hockey World Wide Web. So... Here's what we do. Basically, you got all the Fantasy Hockey X every Friday night. Nice, it's nice, nice to be back. Uh, it took us a little while to get back on the good side of things, so... Um, you know, personal life things happen. Uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. We couldn't add the prospect, and now, unfortunately... Yeah, coronavirus, Polly. That's right. A virus is going to drive literally every sports person crazy for months and months. And, unfortunately, affect a boatload of people.
1: Absolutely. The times we live in, buddy. <laughs> uh, crazy times. crazy times. <laughs> so, uh, and, and what's going on at Dabba Prospects?
2: Uh, Dauber prospects. Uh, the latest, we're uh, we're retooling the metro division prospects, and for those that you know, get a little inside information here. A new Dauber prospect site, hopefully by next
1: week. Well, that's exciting. You Got a website yet? Uh, domain name?
2: Well, it's going to be the it's going to be the same it's going to be the same DauberProspects.com. Paulie, just. Much, much better laid out.
1: Excellent, man. Very uh, Looking forward to it, man. Sounds exciting, and uh, you sound pretty darn busy. So, look, man, let's get into it. Um, for the hockey fantasy player right now, with the end of the season coming in, uh, the last four weeks, um, you know, I've pretty much got a, a perspective of where their team is, just like the real teams are in the playoffs and, and trying to get into the playoff push. Obviously, everybody running their fantasy team right now is doing the same thing. Uh, is this just generally a, a fun time uh, for those uh, teams that are still in it as far as their fantasy leagues?
2: Absolutely. This is a, this is a playoff, basically. We're, we're, we're knee-deep into it. Uh, some people are in their second round already. Uh, some people are just trudging through the first round trying to uh, you know, get, get their feet wet. You know, playoff fantasy hockey is a little bit different. to these, it's like the second season for the for the for the real guys that are playing. Come April, it's the same thing. You sit there, you play all these weeks, and then one bad week, and you're home. <laughs> so, uh, you know, two things can never be set.
1: <laughs> How about yourself, man? How's your own team's doing?
2: You know what? It was, look, I'll say this on the air. It was a, it was a rough year. Um, for those that don't know, literally a week into the hockey season, my brother unexpectedly passed away.
1: Oh, buddy. So sorry to hear, man. So,
2: for a while, it was rough. I mean, I, I, I was basically riding on autopilot, teams were, just went by the wayside, and maybe concentrated on a few select teams that I knew that I paid a bunch of money in, so... You know, basically, as I, as I said to many people, thanks for having a ridiculous amount of patience with me this season uh, as, as we kind of negotiate it through everything. And that's I inherit
1: it. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that's basically in regards So you, you basically manage a lot of these leagues yourself. Yes, I do. Uh,
2: I'm a commissioner in about 13 leagues.
1: Wow. How do you have the time, my friend?
2: <laughs> it hasn't been easy this year, Paulie. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not in North Jersey anymore. Where are you, bud? I am down in the lovely town of Pennington, New Jersey, just outside of Princeton.
1: All right. Well, you're still in Jersey, buddy.
2: <laughs> yes, but I wear, I wear orange and black now. Not, not for the flyers. Don't worry. Don't worry, folks. Of... <laughs> but, but for a Prin- Princeton who has its own problems with, yes, the coronavirus.
1: Too much. So, tell real quick, uh, Chris, as far as the mechanics of, of running fantasy leagues, <clears throat> um, does it get any easier? I mean, and again, so sorry for your loss, brother. I had no idea, and I, I can only imagine what that must be like. But when you're managing these teams at the end of the year, is, are guys dropping out? I mean, look, I have to admit to myself, as far as my own team, I haven't plugged a, a, a lineup in my uh, fantasy league probably you know, <laughs> since the uh, first week of November. So when you get guys that drop out and, and, and are not um, you know involved with updating their team and, and rotating the rosters and everything, does that trickle down or, or do you primarily filter your leagues so you have like basically I guess elite draft um, you know draft signups guys who are in your league's plan?
2: Yeah, that's always the plan. I mean, inevitably, you're always you will get owners that go inactive for whatever reason. I mean, it, it's something that happens. You try not to get too mad about it, because most cases, 80% of your leagues usually are free anyway. So nobody's winning or losing money. It's all, all mostly all for bragging rights. Uh-huh. Now, if it happens, say, in a money league, it's a little bit of a different variable. You, you understand that other people are putting money into this. You want to see everybody happy. I mean, we have the flip side where we have teams that aren't active for a couple of months and they become passive-aggressive. They suddenly become active and drop all their players. You've know, had things like that happen, unfortunately, or, or make ridiculously unfair trades. So, again, it's a, it's a tender balance. Uh, and, you know, it's a learning experience because there's things that have happened this year that I haven't seen in, in many years. It's, it's been an unusual year, mostly with, Paul, injuries.
1: Yeah, has is is that been a, a spike this year more than any, you know, is there anything, either whether it's injuries, Chris, or anything else that stood out uh, to you this year that's maybe, um, you know, made you go, wow, that that's something new as far as a fantasy league is concerned?
2: The, the biggest thing for, for me is... It's not just the amount of injuries. This year, it just seems to be the timing. It's it's as if the compressed schedule just caused time and time again maladies out of nowhere. Where, as a fantasy owner, you're just just when you thought you scrambled out of one hole, you get something to an even deeper one.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And you, yourself, I mean, you, you just – the reason that you're a commissioner and you put so much in time, I mean, you love it. I mean, I've always known you over the years being a great numbers guy and so on and so forth, and I'd say that just would have to be uh, one of your strengths, one of your expertise as far as, um, you know, dealing with this. Uh, I don't say dealing with it in a, in a bad way, but as far as managing it and, and, and maintaining uh, the leagues, uh, it, it's it's still love for you?
2: It will It always will be. I- Uh, I've been doing this since the late 80s. It's not going to change. I mean, look. I mean, we we did a lot. We still do the same league for 31 years now. Wow. And almost every original member is still in it except for two.
1: That's unbelievable. And,
2: and to be fair, those are the kids of the original members. They just gave it, basically <laughs> gave it up to their kids. So uh, it, it's pretty much same family members and same arguments and same debates every single year. And, you know, we, we are a free agent in the sense, Polly, of a place to have our live draft next year because, well, you know, one, one of my favorite places closed down uh, locally. So I have to kind of find – um, a place to eat. That, will, that will, Wait, wait. That won't cut me off food-wise.
1: Uh, come on, man. There's, there's got to be a whole bunch of nice new joints down there by Priston for you, I'm sure. Uh, uh, there's a ton. There's a ton. <laughs> All right, buddy. So, look, let's jump into uh, something me and you know each other way back. Uh, obviously, uh, doing this podcasting thing that they call it now. Years ago, uh, it was broadband radio and... Uh, we were doing this a long, long time ago before it really kind of took off, and, and now it's a, a billion-dollar advertising industry and so on and so forth. But we obviously used to um, hang out and do a lot of Rangers, Islanders, and Devil stuff. So as far as the Devils here, just get your take. Obviously, the guys are on the outside. And, um, you know, as far as the coaching chain recently, and maybe you could just kind of give everybody a... A little perspective of the current Devil fan as far as uh, the situation and the, and the state of the team that they're in right now. Obviously not looking to get a playoff spot this year. But is there any um, any anything positive on the other side or in the future that, that you can kind of look at right now, Chris?
2: Well, I mean, it looks like we could have three first-round picks this year. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's definitely a positive. I mean, uh, you know, it all depends on the conditions. You know, does Vancouver make the playoffs? Does Arizona stay where they are right now, which means we get a top-ten pick more than likely, and then our own top-ten pick? So that's not too bad. I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't complain. Now, when you get into the current state of the Devils as far as coaching, then there's some issues, and there, there's some big ones. uh uh-huh. For the, those that don't know, within the organization itself, the AHL Baby Devils are in a playoff spot right now. Yes. Now, considering they started out dead last through the first 30 games, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Now, I think they're 23-8 and eight in their last 31 games. So that, that, they have a long way to go just, just to get to this point. And a big reason for that was the firing of John Hines and basically Binghamton being allowed to play the system they want to pick. I'm whereas. Good. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, whereas unfortunately up in New Jersey, it Lane Nazarene, for as much as the Devils are playing better. It really comes down to Mackenzie, Blackwood, and Corey Snyder saving the Devils' bacon on a nightly basis with, with some timely score. That's, that's basically, the only reason why the Devils are around 500 is because of the, the goaltending in person. Wow. The actual numbers themselves have gotten worse, which seems unbelievable, but... You know, it was a little bit of a problem. You know. and so we, pl- player player deployment.
1: Absolutely. And, and where do you think the team's going to go after this, during the offseason? Do you think they'll stay with Elaine um, Nasruddin uh, as the coach? Or do you think they'll go out and look for somebody a little more experienced and, and, and maybe shake things up that way and, and, and get some stability, maybe? Or do you think um, they're going to stick with this guy as, as far as the future goes? And maybe, maybe your quick thoughts on how he's done with the team and, and handling the situation.
2: Now... I can't fault Nazruddin for how he's handled the team in the sense of a more positive outlook. That 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 can't be argued. The results are pretty good. The problem comes comes in unfortunately with the deployment of players, uh, the, the utilization of them, and then unfortunately he just is not a head coach. Gotcha. That's what it comes down to and they will clean out. Now as for Tom Fitzgerald that's another question entirely. I think he did a good job with the trade deadline and under the circumstances but there's been some rumors out there that New Jersey's been talking to Mike Gillis to be the president of operations. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know Elliot Freeman said the general manager, but it does not appear at this time that Gillis wants the DM job. He wants the president of operations job. He doesn't want the stress. But he does want to hire the general, next general manager. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows what's going to happen, but there is a growing suspicion that the ownership group will clean house in the office.
1: Well, hopefully they'll probably, uh, maybe they can run on the model that the Rangers and the Islanders have been doing the last couple of years, obviously, both of those organizations uh, changing things up, you know, the Rangers with the letter and the rebuild, and obviously the Islanders bringing in, uh, you know, their new ownership, getting things steady here with, uh, you know, Lamorello coming in, a guy you're very familiar with, and obviously uh, Barry Trotz, even though they're struggling a little bit, they're uh, also a young team here. So um, I think, you know, as far as New York and Tri-State hockey uh, teams around here, for the fans. We'd love nothing more than the Devils to kind of get back on board here. And um, with that said, Chris, one more thing before I let you go. And we are talking to Chris Wassel, host of uh, Hockey Fantasy X and also writer for Dauber Prospects. Chris, what's your take right now, maybe just an outside opinion on on the Islanders and the Rangers here? And, And do you think they'll both get in? Do you think they... They won't get in. I, I'm, I'm sure maybe as a Devil fan, you don't want that to happen at all. But maybe just an honest perspective in terms of those two teams uh, where they're at right now with uh, about three or four weeks to go.
2: Yeah, it's a weird dynamic, particularly with the Rangers. Uh, you know, obviously a dagger of a loss to the Devils of all teams at, at home, which I, I, I still can't understand. Um yeah, you know, I, I turned I – look, Pauly, I turned the game off at 2-1. I really did because I was just like I've seen this before the beginning gets another two or three more points has a four point night it's like five two Rangers, and you know you just you know clockwork (laughs) one of my friends sitting there at the bar and he's like look up and I'm like Tom Harry scores the tie at two and I'm like huh then the third goal goes in then the fourth and the fifth.
1: You don't have to what? remind me, buddy. As a Ranger fan, you, I, know, you I, don't I, have to keep
2: reminding I, me. <laughs> I, I know, I know, it's rough. But you know, the thing is this: the Rangers have a very solid team that plays fun hockey. Defensively, don't expect much there. You know, every so often, I mean. But that usually requires an epic goalie performance. It sounds if. You know, if you follow the devil, you know that usually you need a a 35-plus day performance on a nightly basis. And that's what Igor Shisirkin has provided in in his time up with the Rangers uh, again and again. Basically, they have to keep doing the same thing for the rest of the season to have any shot at making the left. They can't stumble. There's no more. None. No, not at all. Especially now. You, You have 13 games left. You probably have to get to 96 or 97 points. you got to win at least nine games.
1: Yeah. It's going to be brutal. There's no doubt about yeah. it. And it's a rough schedule.
2: And the Islanders, just in ba- as bad as state, the only thing that they got a little bit is that extra game to hand. And that's going to be up as of tonight, basically this weekend. Um, you know, again, not an easy schedule. And now struggling, and struggling mightily to score goals at critical time, aside from last night.
1: Yeah. No, they put a lot totally. of rubber on there, so. But yeah, the schedule's tough. There's no doubt about it, Chris, coming up.
2: But, but they got hope. You know, remember, remember the, you know, the good thing for the Islanders is they do have six more home games, where they have one of the best home ice advantages in the Eastern Conference. You know, so they have a hair better of a shot than the
1: Rangers. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be exciting one way or the other. Unfortunately, those teams don't have another game to play against each other down the road, but they'll have to make it on their own. There'll be a lot of scored board watching as we go. But it's all good stuff to look forward to, so we'll all buckle in there. Hey, Chris, man, I can't thank you enough for uh, for coming on tonight. It's been great to catch up with you. We're definitely going to do more of this uh, down the road, if not the rest of the season uh, definitely get you back here as uh you know me buddy i've just gotten back into to doing the swing of things here so really excited to uh to be talking hockey again and reconnecting with some old friends uh, and i consider you a, a good friend of mine throughout the years obviously we've been kept in touch with the hockey so it's great to have you on t- tonight and again chris to you and your family uh our condolences man and uh just thoughts for you and 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 stay strong and stay positive man and uh you know we love and care about you okay buddy
2: Thank you very much, Paul. You
1: have a good night. All right, thank you so much, Chris. Take care of yourself, Chris Wassel, ladies and gentlemen from Fantasy X and Rider for Dollar Prospects. Uh, obviously, uh, covering uh, the Devils too as well. Uh, great guy, so make sure you uh, follow him as well. And uh, on Twitter, Chris is at Chris Wassel W A S S E L I D is in Derek F is in Frank S. Uh, on Twitter, so make sure you follow him and check out Dabber Prospects and search Hockey Fantasy X. Once again, everybody, you are listening to that hockey show live from Arugas here in downtown Rockville Center in Nassau County, Long Island, New York. Just steps away from the Rockville Center train station. Every Wednesday night here at Arugas is hockey night. This is something brand new. We just started here the last uh, couple of weeks and we're going to take this right through to the playoffs. Hopefully, the Rangers and the Islanders will both make the playoffs. A good bit of hockey left to go. It's going to be some ride uh, from here on out. Rangers are on tonight. They'll be in Colorado taking on a great, exciting young team, the Colorado Avalanche. And the Islanders themselves uh, have a couple games here coming up uh, on the road on the west as well, too, uh, with Calgary and Edmonton on the schedule. So a lot going on here. Uh, hockey theme menu here on Wednesday nights. If you do wear a hockey jersey, come out here, you get half price drinks and $5 apps. There's uh, Labatt's Buckets and Barn Rocker Buckets for uh, the Islander fans as well, too. So, make sure you come out. So, here's the deal. Uh, running a little late here as far as uh, McCall. I had a little technical uh, issue earlier, but we're going to take one more quick break here. When I come back on the other side, another old friend of mine, Mr. Steve Palumbo, calling in from the West Coast, and we'll talk some Kings and some Ducks and some Sharks and and more stuff on the West as we continue on here. That Hockey Show live from Arugas in Rockwell Center.
0: Arugas of Rockville Center, the best sports bar experience, period. Full kitchen, 44 taps, and every seat in the house has a great view of all your favorite sports in action on 50 widescreen TVs. Every UFC fight, all MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL games, NASCAR, and more. Arugas is home of the notoriously B.I.G. pretzel and serves all your favorite bar food, including award-winning free-range wings with 20 choices of sauce. In addition to great weeknight specials, Arugas presents Long Island's best bands on Fridays and Saturday nights for a -a one-of-a-kind live music experience. Arugas is a great place to host a party or have us cater it right at your own home. Can't make it out during the week? Arugas provides takeout and delivery. Arugas does it all and you can have it all. Located at 49 North Village Avenue in Rockville Center New York. Just steps away from the Rockville Center train station. Call us today at 516-744-9464 or visit arugas.com and click on our location. Arugas this is your turn. Hey, Long Island and New York City hockey fans. Tune in to the all-new That Hockey Show on THSradio.com. Broadcasting live on select Wednesday nights from Aruga's Grill House and Sports Bar in Rockville Center, New York, where the game is always on. Join your host, Paul Cuthbert, at 7 p.m. for a pregame show before the puck drops at 8 p.m. for the game of the week. Skate on down with your line mates for great prizes and giveaways, craft beers, full menu, and lots of hockey-themed specials. Go to THSradio.com for complete schedule and list of upcoming special guest hosts and featured interviews. That Hockey Show, Arugas, Wednesday nights. It's a natural hat trick. Every night is a great night at Aruga's Grill House and Sports Bar in Rockville Center, New York. Home of the notorious B.I.G. pretzel, 44 taps, and 50 widescreen TVs. Come in early every Monday through Friday for happy hour and enjoy half-price drinks and wings 4 to 6 p.m. Wear your medical ID and get half-price taps and apps on medical Mondays. Tuesday night is poker night with half-price apps 6 p.m. to close. Kids also eat free on Mondays and Tuesdays with a purchase of an adult entree. Select Wednesdays, we host Paint Night, and you can sing your heart out on karaoke Thursdays. Party with the best Long Island bands every Friday and Saturday night, and then get half-price apps and drinks on our Sunday industry nights starting at 8 p.m. Arugas does it all, and you can have it all. Located at 49 North Village Avenue in Rockville Center, New York. Just steps away from the Rockville Center train station. Call us today at 516-744-9464 or visit arugas.com and click on our location. Arugas, this is your turf. That Hockey Show is always live and archived at THSradio.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at That Hockey Show. Like us on Facebook at THSradio. Now, don't just glide through the neutral zone on a back check, you slacker. Get the game. That Hockey Show with Paul Cuthbert. Skates on right now.
1: And welcome back, everybody. to That Hockey Show live from Arugas here in Rockville Center, New York. Every Wednesday night is Hockey Night here at Arugas. Once again, I want to thank the ownership here, management crew and staff for getting behind hockey and uh, just celebrating the sport here and giving us the opportunity to not only do this show, that hockey show, but also open it up for hockey fans, especially this time of the year, next four weeks. The uh, playoff push is on. And now joining me all the way from the West Coast in Cali, an old friend of mine, Mr. Steve Palumbo. Steve, good afternoon, good evening, good day to you. What time is it in Cali and how are you doing? <laughs> hey, Polly, it's good to be back with you,
3: buddy. Um, it's quarter to five it's uh late afternoon here.
1: <laughs> sunny and <laughs>
3: shiny I'm sure right <laughs> uh, it actually is.
1: We had a little rain yesterday, but it's cleared out and turned out to be a pretty nice day today. Right. so good stuff man. so look man you're uh you know, I was just talking to Chris Wassel and uh, the guy that you're familiar with too. Obviously, currently Devils. I just yes, uh, before we get into the West, because I really definitely want to talk to the West Coast about you know uh, the teams, the coaching changes, and uh, I mean that's really your thing. But hey, man, I know you're an old Devils fan as well too. Real quick, uh, your take as far as them on the outside and, and the future, and, and what that organization has to do going forward.
3: I definitely think they're heading in the right direction. I mean, this is not the season that we had anticipated when they made all the moves in the summertime. Um, but if you look at the way the season's planned, you know, panned out, all the changes they've made, I think the team has come out stronger on the other end. I really like what, uh, Tommy Fitzgerald has done as the interim GM, brought in a lot of, uh, draft picks, some young players, guys that are already uh, starting to pay dividends. Uh, you're going to see Yanni Kwokinen, uh, make it, you know, in the lineup he played in the last game and now he's been moved up on the wing with Jack Hughes. So, I, I-, I like the direction. I-, I, like the makeup of the team and, you know, they- they're actually playing some really decent hockey right now. Uh, they took it to the Rangers the other night, which was nice. They
0: blew it. Wasn't that nice, um, Steve? Wasn't that nice?
3: <laughs> we needed those two but,
1: points.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. And and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm having fun watching the Rangers too. But I just like the way that the, the team is developing. I think, you, you know, once they come back next year, uh, things will be a little bit more solidified as far as the coach GM. You have another year with Jack Hughes you're going to really cohesion for, you know, he's really developing into a, a well-rounded hockey player. I think he'll be the, he'll be a, the next captain of that team. And I think he'll see his game elevate. So I, I'm, I'm really impressed with it. And I'm staying positive. I know there's a lot of negative negativity surrounding the team out there, but right now I'm staying positive, especially going into next season. So,
1: yeah, it's all good stuff. And as far as Rangers, and, you know, I can only speak for myself here as, uh, A Ranger fan. Hey, there's nothing better when uh, all three local teams here are doing well, Islanders included. Absolutely. Uh, Some of the best hockey, the best playoff series has been when all those teams are, uh, you know, in it together and playing well and playing competitive. So the Rangers and Islanders are doing their thing. I don't think the Devils are too far off. You know, it's a slip a year or two here since they actually made the playoffs and go with them some changes. But that just seems to be the MO these days, Steve, with a lot of these teams. Uh, You know, things are shifting and changing. And right now, this is a perfect time for us to shift over to the West Coast, my friend. And me and you used to do a show together. Um, yes, sir. Valley, yep. Faultline Hockey. You're still doing that. You're using that tag there, which is good stuff. And, yep. uh, you know, it's been a while since I've done this. And now that I'm getting back into it, um, I definitely hope that me and you can continue to do some more uh, hockey talk together. So, look. Absolutely. Let's start with, um, you know, the, the, as far as the West Coast here and, you know, specifically the uh, – Pacific Division, and obviously California—you know, Ducks, Sharks, and Kings—you're very familiar with. Um, yep. Big coaching changes. You know, the, the Kings and the Sharks obviously putting a lot of miles in their skates uh, the last few years, as far as you know, um, you know, playoff pushes, and the Ducks too. And uh, things have changed. You know, uh, you got Dallas Eakins now coaching the Ducks, but I can't even how, how do you spend, uh, pronounce Bob's name on the Shark? Is it Bar? <laughs> Boogner. See, there you go. (laughs) Bugner, all right, buddy. Um, And then, obviously, a well-known guy uh, in Edmonton there for a little bit, Todd McClellan, comes in. So take those three teams uh, as far as their situation. I mean, the King's not too far from a cup a few years ago. Sharks getting into the final with, um, uh, um, oh, my God, another guy I can't remember. Uh, He's in Vegas now. (laughs) DeBoer, Pete DeBoer. Oh, my God. Jeez, I'm only drinking rupee here tonight, Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, that move, um, and then obviously Dallas. Let's start with the Ducks. How's Dallas yep. doing? What do you like to see? I know that's a team that you get to see often, but uh, I'm going to shut up here and, and, and give us a run through the Ducks, Sharks, and, and Kings as far as uh, where they stand right now.
3: Well, I, I mean, as you know, this is this is uh, uncharted territories for the California teams. You know, none of them are going to make the playoffs. All of them have struggled. Uh, none of them can score goals, and none of them can stop pucks from going in their own net. So, with that being said, I, you're seeing a complete culture shift with these three teams. You know, we'll start with the Ducks first. Uh, the Ducks, you know, they buying out a Corey Perry was a was a significant move. You know, they kind of they brought up some of the younger players who had such a, a strong season in San Diego last year. Your your Sam Steels, your Max Jones, your Troy Terry's. Uh, they made a bunch of changes on the defensive end. That, again bring in some younger guys in uh on the blue line. And I think bringing a guy like Dallas Eakins who had so much success with those guys in San Diego has played paid dividends. The team, you know, they had a rough they had uh you know a little stretch there in the middle of the season, but they're really starting to play wet uh, well. Uh, they've made some changes, um got rid of guys like Derek Grant, you know, Nick Ritchie, you're kind of your role players. Brought in Danton Heinen, Sonny Milano, those guys have have, have meshed in well with what's that, the new up-tempo, faster-flowing game that the Ducks are trying to play under Eakin. So I've seen the, them go through several different stages this season, and, and right now they're at a point where they're actually playing decent, entertaining hockey, um, and it's been a fun, uh, a fun development for that team. Now you move up to you know, 30 miles up the freeway to the Kings, and the Kings, uh, right now, they're red-hot. Obviously, they've won six in a row. They're the same situation with them. You bring up a guy like Dave Velarde, Martin Firk, uh, uh, Mikey Anderson, and those guys have, have injected some new life into the, into the Kings too. And a, a team that was aging and kind of on its way out has now got some fresh blood in there and they're on their way back up. Again, th- them too, they're, they're switching to a more up tempo, um, type of game. It's not translating so much in the standings because these guys are still young. Uh-huh. You bring in a couple more complimentary pieces, you give them a couple more years of seasoning, and you're going to start to see things turn around. Now, as far as what's happening in San Jose, that that team kind of just went completely off the rails. I think the loss of Joe Pavelski um, played a bigger role in the, what happened in the entire locker room and kind of the breakdown there uh, of what's kind
1: of happened with that team. That, that one's a head-scratcher to me. Yeah, no doubt about it. Were you surprised um, Thornton didn't... Uh take off here at the you know at the trade deadline
3: i was shocked actually i you know i know there was talk of him accepting it you know trying to get to a a contender and i thought for sure you know that when they flipped marlowe uh to pittsburgh i thought okay any minute now thornton's gonna find his way back in boston or one of these other cup contenders and when it didn't happen i was shocked and he you comments came out where he was a little disappointed they couldn't get moved they couldn't get moved but i think you know, teams that are in contending positions aren't just going to make a move just to make a move because Joe Thornton's a nice guy. Yes, he can still play hockey. Yes, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he may not have fit into some of these teams. So I think he's kind of taken more of a a, a, an ex, a secondary coaching role on ice with the young guys that San Jose is now bringing in, and he's helping guys like, you know, T, uh, Timo Meyer and, you know, become more comfortable with taking leadership roles and within that organization. So I think it. It's, while it's disappointing that he's not going to have a chance to play for a cup. I think he's got a very clearly defined role in San Jose, and I think you know it, it, it worked out the way it should have worked out.
1: Yeah, no, he seems kind of comfortable there. It's, it's, it's I almost kind of, I look at it like the uh, the Henrik Lundqvist situation here in New York. You know, it's like it's Absolutely, his home. Yep. He's not looking to go. He doesn't really care about the. You know, I mean, obviously, de- deep down, they care about winning a championship, but it just didn't pan out for them. They both had their opportunities. They got to the finals. But they're old, they're settled, they got kids, and, exactly. um, This the right situation didn't come up, so it's okay. Hey, just flipping back to uh, the Kings here, Todd McClellan being a, you know, it's, I mean, you talk about DeBoer here and everything else, and uh, a lot of the yep. uh, coaching shifts back and forth. Is McClellan a good fit in L.A.? I'm not sure. You know, I I He's kind of an I, I
3: kinda of think of him as an old school guy and I think the way that the Kings are trying to look and, and what Rob Blake is trying to do with this team is is kind of make them one of those free flowing, fast moving teams. And I think, you know, the way the NHL is going, this season is an offshoot with the guys getting fired and then all of a sudden getting rehired quickly. Very I quickly. think you're gonna see a lot of these teams return you know, turning to some of these lesser known coaching candidates, the guys who are out there who who are kind of playing more of the the analytic role and who want to play more up-tempo. So over the long run, I'm not sure how McClellan's going to fit into the Kings' plans. But that being said, they're playing well right now, so you can't knock them too hard.
1: Yeah, no, I hear that. Well, it's kind of weird. Uh, Last question as far as these three teams right now and and the success that they've had uh, over the years and getting into the playoffs and the fact they're not going to be in there. Um, The fan base is uh, fickle, Steve, or do you see them um, hanging in there? They're just like every other team and franchise and fan base that just goes through the... uh the highs and lows, the ups and downs, or have you seen anything kind of tail off uh, maybe the Ducks game? Because uh, I, I just remember watching Ducks games, and it would be a Tuesday night. They'd be playing the Rangers, and that place would just be rocking. Um, has that is it, is it kind of gotten old there yet, or is it just um, – you're not concerned about
3: it? I'm not really concerned about it. The fans here are, are diehard, loyal fans in in all three cities. As you know, I'm, I'm at every Ducks game um, – The the only shift that I've noticed as of late is the amount of opposing fans in the building, which is normal that there are a lot there, but there seems to be a lot more recently. Those season ticket holders sitting in the lower bowl are are selling their tickets off to the the visiting fans. So you've seen a lot more of that. But the buildings are still relatively full. Tuesday night, you know, last night against Ottawa, small crowds, but I thought it would be even smaller than it was. And they got to see a pretty entertaining hockey game. We got the makeup game tonight against St. Louis and I expect another decent, you know, crowd relatively speaking, but I you know, it's not it hasn't dipped as much as you would expect with teams, you know, sitting at the bottom bottom of the standings and not only the Western Conference but of the entire NHL. The fans are fiercely loyal, they love their team and they're still hoping for the best and right now it's about it's it's a battle of who can not finish last. LA San Jose or Anaheim, and that's kind of what people are looking at right
1: now. <laughs> it's, kind <of laughs> weird. it's kind of weird to look at the standings chart and to see those guys all the way down at the bottom. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yep. th- the times there are changing. All right, so look, let's flip up and look at the teams that are playing pretty well. Obviously, St. Louis, baruby has got that team playing you know, pretty much uh, this, you know, obviously better this year because they, uh, you know, after the struggle at the beginning of the season, he comes in, and sure enough, you know, straight through, win the finals, and they kind of haven't missed a beat here, uh, still on top uh Colorado, uh, you, you probably expected this with all the talent that they've had the last couple of years, and yeah. it's it's finally starting to come together, and uh, we'll get to see it here tonight as the Rangers play them uh, this evening. You know, Dallas, they're third in the central there too. The Rangers kind of roughed them up pretty good the other day, uh, I mean last night, and uh, I don't know how for real that's A lot of are.
3: teams are roughing them up lately. That, that's a team that that has picked a, a bad time to go in a slump, they, and they just simply can't score any goals. You know, they've lost six games in a row, and I – and they just
1: simply can't put the puck in the net, and that's going to be an issue with them down the stretch. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's, there's a couple of – I mean, Pittsburgh just went through that. The Islanders are going mm-hmm. through that. I've um, seen Dallas going through this right now. Uh, it, it's amazing how it's, it seems to be like the same round number, six, seven games, tail off, um, yep. where these teams could have pretty, you know, surmounted a uh, pretty pretty big point league. Uh, but not to say uh, – I, I still don't get DeBoer going to Vegas, but uh, he's got them playing well and can't complain there. Edmonton is, uh, you know, an exciting team, a lot of talent, and Calgary there. And then on the outside, you got Vancouver and Nashville, and then Winnipeg and uh, Minnesota there. With uh, the Arizona Coyotes there, kind of hanging on. Where do you, where do you see the wild card playing out here on the west side?
3: Well, I, first of all, it's going to be very exciting down the stretch. You know, to, to kind of watch these teams jockeying. I mean, you've got between the the Calgary Flames, the Nashville Predators, the Canucks, and the Jets. You, they're separated by one point. You know, they've, and then you've got Dallas in there with 82 points slumping. Um, I have to, I have to imagine that Nashville and Vancouver are going to find a way to hold on to these last two wild card spots. Um, you know, I, Winnipeg has been, you got to give them kudos, you know, the, all the, the things they went through in the beginning of the year, losing all those, the, the defense and still be able to hang in there. I just don't see Minnesota or Arizona having the horses to kind of, um, to get there. I know Minnesota's playing really well right now, but I gotta think that the, the leadership, you know, in the locker room in both Nashville and Vancouver, who's been pretty much in the playoff picture or at the top of the Pacific division, somewhere between there for the entire season, I just can't see them, um, tailing off, especially if they can kind of keep guys like Quinn Hughes healthy and stuff. So that's kind of where I see it playing out. Now, with that being said, the team that, if they are gonna fall out, is gonna be the Calgary Flames. I just I just see that team as, as you know, they're, they're the, one of the only teams up there in the playoff race that has a minus goal differential. They've been fairly inconsistent at times. So, if there was a team that was vulnerable right now, I would say Calgary would be, uh, would be that, that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just a franchise, too. You can't kind of put your finger on it as far as, I mean, there's a lot of talent in that team as well. Um, you know, center around Johnny Gaudreau here and, uh, you know, uh, just the goaltending situation, coaching changes, everything else. You yep. know, um, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, uh, I mean the Islanders are gonna see them this week as well, too, so we'll get a look at them down here in New York as well. But um yeah, it's 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 weird. Uh I, I guess the thing for me, Steve, that stands out, maybe you can kind of it's if you take the blues and mm-hmm. um you know, Vegas because they've been there, but it it's you almost have to look at. I mean, you got to give Colorado a, a really good shot here. It's, it's going oh, to it's gonna come down to goal. It's going to come down to goaltending, obviously, as well. Absolutely. But what I'm trying to say is, is, that outside of the Blues, there's not another team that really jumps out to you and says, "Oh, they're going to steamroll through somebody." So I look at the Western Conference for the first time in a long time, where you might see some quick first two round series. Yeah. And if 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 St. Louis can get through to the end, which you, you expect them to. But if they get swept or knocked out, man, it is entirely up for grabs as far wide as wide open. Yeah, as far as somebody
3: coming out of the West. Now that the Robin Leonard pickup for Vegas is sneaky good. Sneaky good. I, I think that really, you know you didn't get all the play that some of the other moves made, but it was sneaky good and I think that is gonna really help Vegas be one of those teams that that are gonna be able to kind of cruise through the Western Conference. So yeah, if it's not St. Louis, it's going to be Vegas. But that's just the way I see it. It's a two-horse race. Colorado, obviously, a very good team, but they they're going to have a tough battle to get, you know, to get through some teams in order to to advance. So it should be fun. It's going to be a fun playoff race, it may maybe in front of empty empty buildings, but it's still going to be exciting.
1: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that godforsaken virus is unbelievable. <laughs> um, so look here, um. I guess the one team I was want to about here, too, obviously, is, is Edmonton. I mean, again, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talent on a team. Uh, and, and just to think of, um, you know, that's what I'm looking. I'm looking at the pool here. Uh, and yeah. if, if a team can get hot with a goaltender and if you if can get, um, you know, a hot young team with all that talent in Edmonton to kind of get through, it would be interesting to see. And, you know, these are some, you know, these are the old crests, too, here, uh, Steve. You know, uh, teams like Edmonton yeah. here and and even Vancouver, and you know, obviously national has been there. They've been a part of the mix here. I mean, obviously the change with Laviolette getting mixed out of there, and um, yep. a lot of guys in that team who had a lot of miles on their skates and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's I, I don't know. I mean, you figure it's St. Louis. I mean, you can look over to the East over here, and you got Boston, and Toronto, and, and Tampa Bay, and man, Washington and Phil. I mean, they're all killing each other, you know. So whoever does get out of the East is going to be tired. And whoever does get out of the West, it could be equally the same way unless St. Louis, I said, runs the gambit.
3: Uh, My one comment on the East is that people better not sleep on the Philadelphia Flyers. No. That's all I'm going to say. That team is, I've been watching them lately, and, you know, people want to hand the crown to Boston or Tampa Bay or even the
1: Capitals. But, man, do not sleep on the Flyers. Yeah, but you see what's happening there, right, Steve? that's, That's Elaine Vigneault. He yep. came in on the on the uh, you know on the had built that Ranger team, he had built mm-hmm. that you know the franchise those young guys he had got them in there, you know uh, Vigneault kind of did the same thing in Vancouver, um, I can't remember his run in Montreal so much I think it was a little shorter, but he took the Canucks to the Cup, and all these guys had already you know run the gamut a lot of experience he gets the reins, he uh, did it here with the Rangers they go to the Cup Finals in 2014 right so now. Here he is, uh, you know, LaRue and all these guys in Philly and all this talent, uh, and they've got a really good goaltender there and that kid Hart, too. So uh, it's lining up for them. But, yeah, I mean, we saw them back-to-back as far as Rangers there a couple of weeks ago. There's no doubt they're the real deal, special teams. Uh, Ghost is going to come back here. I don't know if he's back yet uh, on the back line for them. But here's Elaine Vigneault running a pretty, uh, you know, he's, he's getting the team. He, you know, Vigneault hasn't had to put all the work or the years into this team, is what I'm trying to say. Right. And he didn't have to do that with the Rangers either, and he had all that success. And, man, he's, he, it, it looks like it's lining up for a game in Philly. Sometimes
3: it's all it takes is putting the right coach in the right situation to, to flip that switch, and right now everything seems to be
1: working for the Flyers. So It's going to be fun, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I can't have, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to be watching a lot of, you know, uh, Eastern, uh, standard time hockey there, uh, with, uh, you know, the, uh, the Kings and the Sharks and stuff and the Ducks not, uh, being around this year, but, uh, it'll be good stuff. <laughs> That's all right. Good stuff. Hey, That's Steve, right. man, I, I can't thank you enough for, um, you know, coming on with me tonight, man. It's great to reconnect My pleasure, with you. Buddy. And, you know, we've been going back and forth a little bit and I'm doing more of this and, uh, you know, you're just always a great guy to talk to. You know your stuff, and, and I really appreciate it. So uh, thanks so much, and, and all the best to your family, man. we gotta we got to hit each other off uh, off the air there and just cat, kind of catch up a little bit. But, um, you know, all the best to you. And, again, thanks so much for coming on tonight, man. Same to you, buddy, and I really appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you, man. Take care. All right, take care, brother. Steve Palombo, ladies and gentlemen, talking some West Coast hockey for us here on That Hockey Show. And uh, make sure, you know, uh, Steve does his stuff with um, – Pitchfork Pride, which is a devil's uh, publication at Fansided. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's like I said, he's always following. He's, he's my go-to guy pretty much, uh, uh, one of my go-to guys for, for Western Conference uh, hockey as far as those teams. And uh, he always has great insight on that stuff, too. And you can follow Steve on Twitter at Faultline Hockey. There you go. Great, land, great name there and, and good stuff, and he's just good people. And also, want to thank Chris Wassel for coming on before earlier, too, as well, uh, talking some fantasy hockey, some great stuff. So, we're going to wrap up tonight's show, and once again, I can't thank uh, everybody enough for tuning in, especially on the downloads and the archives. And uh, we'll have some announcements hopefully in the next day or two as far as uh, the show going forward here at Arugas as we might be coming back here next week. And I'll be announcing a, uh, a new co-host for the program as well too. So excited about that. But make sure you tell your friends. Get down here to Arugas. It's just a fantastic sports bar. Even if you're uh, you know, more than hockey, uh, football, baseball, great stuff, great food, great staff, uh, tons of great specials. On the weekends here, live music. Um, it's just a beautiful place to come out and uh, hang out and stuff. But uh, no doubt, come on down here on, on Wednesday nights for hockey. Uh, get your teams, get your friends, get your buds. Wear a jersey. Uh, you get half price uh, drinks. You get a uh, uh, break on the apps. Five dollar apps is a custom hockey menu here too. I don't have in front of me, and I don't want to mess it all up. I uh, saying <laughs> all the night. I just know the cross chest, the cross check chickens on it. So you got to check that out as well too. So uh, I'm going to sign off here tonight. And uh, once again, I can't thank everybody enough for uh, coming out to Arugas as well and supporting uh, hockey, especially the ownership management and staff here at Arugas. Really appreciate it. It's uh, just a great place, and it's a pleasure to come down here and and hang out with you guys. So once again, that hockey show coming up live here at Arugas. The Sharks and the Blackhawks are going at it. NBC, NHL and NBC doubleheader. And a little later on tonight for us Ranger fans, big game against the Colorado Avalanche big two points on the board but for all these games going forward they're all big two points as the rangers and the islanders make the push here to get into the playoffs and hopefully we'll have some spring hockey here on long island and in the big city so once again paul cuthbert follow me at cuthbert online and follow at that hockey show thanks so much everybody enjoy the night enjoy hockey and stay cool